You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. And Dave, can I get your levels with the same question? One, Dave. two. What did I have? Fish. <laughs> uh, did... Yeah, we had fish and green beans. Yeah, fish and green beans, sure. One, two, one, two, three, hey! You're listening to Chirp Radio, 107.1 FM. My name is Andrew Merriweather, and I'm in the studio with Dave Weld and Monica Myers of the Imperial Flames. How are y'all doing? Thank you for coming in. Oh, thanks, Andy. So I just want to start... Andy or Andrew? You can call me whatever you like. You can call me Drew. Okay. uh, (laughs) I'm open to a lot of different names, (laughs) but my mom calls me Andrew, so whatever. Whatever whatever suits your fancy. (laughs) Uh, So I kind of want to start from the beginning for both of you. When did you start listening to blues? What was that first blues record that you listened to? And when was it? 60s. For me, it was uh, Teddy Bear Blues. It was a 78 I found on a Victrola down in the basement. And I kept winding it and playing it over and over. In the basement of your your house? Yeah. Well, so were your parents both big, like, blues listeners? This came with the house they bought. And I just found it. They didn't buy it. I, I found it down there. And the, the Victrola worked, so I kept cranking it up. And as a kid, eventually I broke it. <laughs> so <laughs> It was it, huh? <laughs> so it, was, and then it wasn't from there until I, I discovered, you know, like everybody else, the Rolling Stones were playing some guy named McKinley Morganfield. And I found out that was really Muddy Waters. And then went from there. I had a couple records. I think one was John Mayo's first record. And I traded it to a rock band for Howlin' Wolf and Lightning Hopkins. And and I just wore those out. Big City Blues and Black Cadillac Blues. And were you sitting, were you playing guitar at this point? No, and sitting no. Around, you're just listening to the records. Yeah. And it was strange to me. Lightning I picked up pretty quick, but the wolf, I had to go through a little catharsis. I said, is is that right? I mean, I think I like it. What's so fascinating about it? I don't get it. And then I, it just played it over and over and over. And pretty soon I got it. Yeah, how yeah. about you, Monica? How did, where well, just, I your uh, journey started start? listening to blues actually in jazz through my, my mom. She was a great follower of jazz and blues. And she uh, actually arranged for me to meet Etta James when I was eight. So I came into it early, but I had a wide variety. I used to sing for a Latino group when I was a little kid. So she wanted me to be into all types of music. But she was that's all I heard was jazz and blues. She was already performing on stage at that point. Yeah, I played professionally. For- I played with uh, a lot of groups from Mexico. And so were these Mexican groups playing blues and jazz as well? Or were they doing Actually, some else? of them did. And uh, it was quite, a, it was like a variety show they used to put on. They had a lot of uh, my cousins, my sister, we used to dance. And they wouldn't make me sing because I was too short. So that's how that got started. <laughs> <laughs> 
things in your bio that you just kind of like toss out there, but then don't follow up on that I wanted to get the stories about, which is, so there's something in there about you hearing blues over the radio while you were in high school in the desert and then driving back to Chicago. Uh, I was I was going to college at NMSU in Las Cruces, New Mexico, and I lived next to an onion field. And I had been already... I'd been taking lessons, at that point you mentioned, I'd been taking lessons from Kurt Black. He had some bad luck in life. He robbed a bank and I think somebody got shot and he was on the run. So he he came down to Las Cruces and I saw an ad in the paper, it said, learn blues. (laughs) And I went over there, you know, and eventually, I mean, he didn't say, yeah, I'm a bank robber, you know, right off the bat, you know, but... Yeah, it's usually not good for business. Yeah, so, but he he wanted to establish his school music again, and he did that. Eventually, you know, school was over. I didn't have work. I was drinking too much, and I was out in the field, and I heard this scratchy uh, Howlin' Wolf recording they played over the air. I don't know where it was from, and I said, oh, hell, you know, I'm going back to Chicago. I'm going to play with these guys. I'm going to play, you know, with the guys. So I went to back to Chicago and, and look for work. I started going to a bar in the South Side. I joined a band that was my first band. So it was a pretty much a coincidence. How did you find him? Like how did, what was the audition process like? <laughs> well, it was uh, at Sweet Peas and- Where was that? It was on the South Side, about 40 some hundred. It was a little lounge and uh, the places I used to go into mostly were, there were no other white people. And they had, uh, you know, strip dancers and stuff. And then between that, there was the band. And uh, I just started sitting in. And they liked me, you know. And I couldn't really play, you know, very well. So they kind of put up with me for a while. But uh, it was good, you know. I mean, I stayed there for a year with those guys. And that's sort of how you started developing yourself as an actual Guitar player in the band. I was a rhythm guy. And Uh that's what I am as a rhythm guy. Although I I play lead now, you know, but it's kind of the old school way of coming up. You know, first you learn, you know, your bass strings and rhythm. So then how do you two hook up? (laughs) It's a long story. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, tell them about the benefit. Uh, Well, I used to be really involved with the Crossroads Blue Society. Okay, what's that? And it's an organization. They present blues in all v- venues, newsletters. They have it's a large group. So I helped I used to help get the bands together and organize the time slots. And I didn't know who Dave was. I mean I had heard about him and Little Ed. They were together at the time. And Mark Thompson at the time was the president of the club. And I said, well, it's late. He's got five minutes. I'm looking at my watch. He's got five minutes. He goes, oh, yeah, he'll be here. He'll just walk right in and go on the stage. And sure enough, in he walked. (laughs) Started playing. I go, oh, that must be him. Nobody said anything. So um, I was introduced to him by Mark and my friend Jackie. And you all were how old at the time? Oh, wow. I was in my 40s. She didn't tell me. She, I mean, I thought she was just uh, around town, kind of 
wannabe vocalist. She didn't tell me. She didn't show. It's not <laughs> not about telling. She didn't really show me. I think she was holding back. Yeah, I didn't know what I was going to do. For was years. A, I was in an era where, what and, am I going to do? You know? And so, then we were for a real Chicago blues band, which yeah. you hadn't been with. No. So you just used to sit in occasionally. And and uh, it really grew. And and she really felt, you know, I don't know, you know, you uh, just creatively took off. Do you all want to end on a song? Is that too much to ask? No. Would be no. interesting? Mm. What you got? Oh, what you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> Way that you end your spare time Spend a little bit with me I won't hold you for an hour Maybe two or three I won't love you Love you I need love Love you Not in day They told me you were married Now I think it's a shame Long as give me your great love I'll bear the pain I want to love you Love you I need love Love you I need love. Ooh. Yeah, give it to me. Not in day. You can find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next. pleasure that was fun <laughs> and thank you so much for coming in yeah. it was really it was really love to chat with you both <laughs>